You're listening to a podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions. We've created this series of short audio pieces to introduce listeners to what we do. As historians of emotions, we look to the past to understand our feelings in the present. In this episode about romantic love, Jane McElworth introduces us to the physical side of feelings, showing how exchanging gifts can make emotions real, and rings can make love possible. The rituals of gift-giving are central to how we love. Almost all cultures across time and place have rituals of gift exchange. Gifts allow lovers to declare their interest in one another, to shape the course of a love affair, and to declare and make a permanent commitment. They do more than merely symbolise feelings or a union. They help to make that union real or possible. And love affairs have always been made permanent through gifts. One of the most important gifts in love has been, and continues to be, a ring. Engagement is often initiated with a ring, and the exchanging of rings marks an important part of a marriage or civil partnership ceremony. It is the time when two people are understood to be bound together in love, and in law, and sometimes by God. As Sally Holloway has pointed out, before the Lord Hardwick Marriage Act of 1753, Giving and receiving certain gifts was seen as creating legally binding ties between men and women. But what do we know about the history of gift exchange between women and men in same-sex love affairs? What sort of gifts did they exchange? Did women exchange rings with one another? In the first half of the 20th century, romantic love was not recognised between women through the legal or religious institution of marriage. And so the exchange of gifts, especially rings, was critical in helping women navigate their love affairs. Women would sometimes exchange rings at the very start of a relationship. This was the case, for example, with writers Valentine Ackland and Sylvia Townsend Warner. The two women began a passionate love affair in 1930 and stayed together until Valentine's death in 1969. They exchanged rings almost as soon as they had first spent a night together in October 1930 in Dorset, after which Sylvia had to return to London. Valentine sent a mourning ring with a letter to Sylvia, acknowledging that while it is not suitable to our state, the curve and texture of the setting is lovely enough to remind me of you. Warner reciprocated the following day with a set of Chinese spillikins or armoury, This was in place of a pearl ring which she planned to give later. This early and reciprocal exchange transforms a tentative love affair after a single night together into a promise of something more enduring. Both rings were more precious because of their close connection to the sender. The two women frequently wrote of this in their letters, noting how the gifts brought to mind an absent lover. Sylvia noted in a letter to Valentine on one occasion, The ring is on my finger, I look at it and remember seeing it on yours. Rings could also be used to progress a partnership into something more enduring. In 1922, a young woman called Vera Jack Home was in the early stages of a relationship with another young woman called Margaret Greenlease. Vera was a stage actor at the turn of the 20th century before going on to become a suffragette and later an ambulance driver for the Scottish Women's Hospital in the First World War. 
She met Margaret, also a Scottish women's hospital worker, whilst working in post-war reconstruction in Serbia. When Vera returned from a trip to England and was reunited with Margaret, she wrote in her diary that she had just given Margaret her one stone diamond ring. Since at least the 16th century, the diamond has symbolised love and fidelity, but its rarity meant that its use in terms of jewellery was initially restricted to the nobility. As Diana Scarisbrook has shown, from the 1880s onwards, diamonds became more accessible after the discovery of new diamond mines in South Africa. After this, one stone diamond rings became increasingly popular as engagement rings, and Vera's gift of a diamond ring to Margaret echoes this tradition. It can be read as a promise of fidelity, commitment and enduring love. And indeed the two women were together until Margaret's death. The fact that the ring already belonged to Vera means that it carried a strong association with her, making it more precious as a gift and also more binding. We can see it as an offering of part of herself. It becomes what Lewis Hyde calls a transformational gift, one which has the ability to usher in a change rather than merely symbolising it. Women often gave the most precious or special gifts when a relationship needed repairing. We see this in the long-lasting partnership between well-known writer Radcliffe Hall, known as John to her friends, and her partner Una Truebridge. The two women were together for almost 40 years and clearly considered themselves married. The idea of marriage was important to both Una and John, in large part because of their strong Catholic beliefs. They saw marriage as a sacrament, a binding together by God. They could not, of course, marry, and Una acknowledges this in her diary when she writes that they had to make it for ourselves since no church would make it for us. Una and John made their marriage in part through gifts and through exchanging rings. However, during the final years of their partnership, Radcliffe Hall had an affair with a woman called Evduina Suleen, which left Una devastated. When the affair was wavering, Una and John reaffirmed the vows of their relationship. Una wrote in her diary at this time that she had received a new wedding ring from John to replace her previous one. This can be seen as a remaking of their marriage. The ring's longevity was emphasised by John when she gave it to Una and apparently said, It is a more seemly wedding ring for you than the other and I like it better for you. It's strong and should outlast all accidents. Una wrote in her diary at the time of the ritual with which she's given the ring, John examined it, kissed it and put it on my finger, the third finger of my left hand which she also kissed with the ring upon it. She said, God have you in his very special care and God bless the ring that I put on your finger. Shortly afterwards, the two women went to Italy and were confirmed together in a private chapel while kneeling side by side in a ceremony which Una describes in her diary as very moving to us both. Confirmation is a key sacrament in Catholicism and such a ceremony, along with the new wedding ring, helped the two women to reaffirm their commitment not only to God, but to each other. As we can see, gifts formed part of an accepted and understood currency between female lovers and partners in the early decades of the 20th century. They were used to initiate and to shape love affairs, and to create enduring partnerships. When women exchanged rings, they were not merely symbolising their love and commitment. Instead, rings, like other gifts, enabled women to weave their lives together. They made love possible.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions. It's part of the Living with Feeling project funded by the Wellcome Trust. We hope it helps you feel better. <laughs>